The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution used to be the right to bear armadillos, but they changed it because nobody wants to see an armadillo naked? <laughs> uh, okay, hold on. I do. <laughs> For more armadillo facts and to find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out on the web at patreon.com slash club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread, where we're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Spartan. And today we're covering chapters 10 through 12 of Winter's Heart, book 9 of A Wheel of Time. Last time. Previously, Perrin sets out after Fail and her captors. Oh, and uh, I guess two random queens who also got kidnapped. I don't think they matter. Right, well, one and a half. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean... She had the kids, right? She was a queen. Yeah, yeah ex-queen. Does that even... Nobody cares, right? Right, yeah. She it, has the queen. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, he brings along Masima and his army of insane cultists, which, you know, I figure... Maybe they make good meat shields or something, right? Like, maybe just throw them at all... Because they don't have enough to fight the Shidos, so just throw a bunch of cultists at them. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Uh, over in Camelin, Elaine learns that a couple of her throne rivals have escaped and is astounded to learn that there are spies in the palace. I wish that were sarcasm, but no, she's, like, super surprised. <laughs> uh, Elaine checks up on the kin and their Shan Chan re-education project, and uh, apparently the reason we haven't heard from Nynaeve in a while is that she's been on a quest. She's been on a quest to find the other end of Landstick. <laughs> no success so far, but she's been riding hard for days. <laughs> Those are her words, not mine. <laughs> that does sound like a Two Rivers aphorism. <laughs> uh, then after. <laughs> Sorry, good stuff, Two Rivers dick. <laughs> <laughs> a good stout Two Rivers dick. Oh. <laughs> uh, then, after a pretty solid meeting with her royal accountant, Elaine gets poisoned and attacked by assassins. Presumably, she is now dead. Uh, Camelot is not doing so well in the Queen Department lately. It's too, too down. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, it's rough. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Chapter 10. A plan succeeds. Uh, so, Elaine is not dead, and neither yeah. is Dialin. I keep forgetting that they have, like, one of the best healers in the last thousand years just hanging out with them, right? Right, just in the rooms down the hall. Yeah, so Nynaeve climbed down from the seven towers of the Malkyrie to go save some lives. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Elaine wakes up. She is alive. And, yeah, she thinks as she wakes up that when she, when she was laying there dying, her main worry was that she would never be able to channel again, not that she was going to die. Mm-hmm. Is this, like, addiction? Are they addicted? They're all uh, addicted, right? The way that they describe it, it sounds like a, like a substance thing, right? Like, the, like this euphoria, like all of their senses appear to be heightened. Yeah, I think, it's, I think they're definitely addicted. Yeah. Nynaeve, like you said, healed Dialin and didn't... She, she just gave Elaine some herbs, right? Cause, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because she, she wasn't actually wounded. She was just poisoned and she wasn't even poison poison she was just like yeah the, incapacitated the, yeah exactly it's more like a sedative than like a true poison so way to go dialing you know i mean yeah she took one for the the queen right like, yeah yeah uh when elaine finds out what happened from birgitta from the after action report uh there was this incredibly complicated plan yeah which involves poisoning her with poison that doesn't kill her and then going in and killing her with knives and one of the knives is poisoned 
with poison that does kill her, I, I, th- I guess. Yeah. Uh, but the other knives are not poison. Yeah. And the guy with the poison knife goes in last. Yeah, uh, like, like, I remember we talked about this last time and how this seemed like an unnecessarily complicated plan, and I, I think it's, you know, good that they pointed out, it's like, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's lots of easier ways to do this. And that guy, the, that lucky guy that just happened in to, to save the queen is Melar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he sounds like kind of a fucking forsaken? badass. Uh, I was gonna say a badass, but yeah, also <laughs> forsaken. But, you know, because like, they're like, oh, he threw his sword across the room and speared one guy, <laughs> and then choked the other one and, like, killed the guy with his own dagger. I was like, man. Okay. Yeah, this is, I mean, come on, guys, come on. Yeah. This I, is so obvious. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little, a uh, little much, right? Yeah, I, and him being a forsaken, which I initially thought would explain how he won this one-on-three fight. Uh... I also think this is the first time I learned that peach pits are poisonous. I went and looked it up, and yeah. they are poisonous, but you have to eat like a lot of them to kill you. Right, and it's pretty hard to eat a peach pit if you've ever tried. I have tried. It is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the rest of the peach is good. See what happens. <laughs> I can't like a peach without liking the pit. I gotta keep eating. <laughs> Armadillos love peaches, <laughs> especially the pits. Especially yes. the pits. Yeah, uh, our peach pits are not poisonous to armadillos. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Birgitta sets a bodyguard on Elaine, which they should have done before, right? This, this is the whole thing. Like, like Birgitta's been trying to convince uh, Elaine to use bodyguard, and she's like, no, I'm not going to use bodyguards in my own palace. Yeah, well, but... I mean, that's a bad idea. I mean, I'm on Birgitta's side, but really they should send these bodyguards to the kitchens, where the poison came from, because that's the real problem here, right? Well, yeah, I mean... Well, no, the poison wouldn't have been a, wouldn't have been a problem if there weren't all the dudes the knives, right? Well, I mean, but... They could have just poisoned her, right? They could have poisoned her food. This whole other plan is pointless. Jeff, don't they you think... They did they... poison her food. Don't well, you? Yeah, but like, they could have put real poison in it. They could have put the poison they put on the knife in the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Look, Jeff... They just they... swapped the poisons. If they could have done that, don't you think they would have? I guess so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but she has people with sores around her. She can channel, you know? Yeah. Like, if, they, if, not, if the, po- the poison in the food, and not for that, she would have, like, torn all those guys apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they really just, you know, should have put better poison in the food. Right, yeah, but they don't talk about that. No. So Elaine, as a reward for Melar, makes him captain of her bodyguard. Mm-hmm. This suspicious guy that she just met. Yeah. And, and Brigitte's like, seems like a good fighter, you know, kind of handsy with the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and Elaine's like, yeah, that's the guy that I trust. <laughs> that was a, an interesting choice on her part. <laughs> I guess she's going to have a bunch of bo- other bodyguards too, but yeah, putting him in charge of them, I don't know. Yeah, her inexperience is showing. Yeah. And at one moment in this conversation, Nynaeve shuts up, and everybody in the room is shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. They're like, uh, you, you don't have any? No? Nothing? <laughs> All right. Moving on then. Yeah. And then Elaine and Nynaeve are off to Teleran Riod to meet Egwene. Yeah, having a little check-in with the, the new you know, Rebel Armelin, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Egwene gives them some news. They have lots and lots of novices now. Yeah, I, I, I think we had talked a little bit about like what, what Egwene's plan must be for the kin. And, I, and so basically, she explains it here that it's going to be like a I said I retirement community, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I guess that kind of works. I don't know. Yeah, it was like the, the AARP for I said I, right? The AAR I said I. A- <laughs> A-A-A-S-R-P. A-A-R-A-E-S. <laughs> It works. <laughs> uh, and yeah, that kind of works, except they, so she's going to release him from the oath. Yeah. Yeah. Why, though I don't, I mean. Well, they, they, they think they figured out that 
the Oath Rod is making them live less long. They have, yeah. It seems like that's the conclusion they've drawn, which, I mean, we seem to have lots of evidence to support that. But, like, isn't, uh, well, I don't know. Is it safe? I guess it's safe. Like, why not have Aes Sedai rolling around? He could just do whatever they want. Well, I mean, there was the breaking of the world that time. <laughs> yeah, but that was, like, what? thousand years ago or something. No, I mean, I guess it is safe. They stay as powerful as they ever were. That's right. right. And they, yep. they age for a long time, but I guess now they don't... Now that they don't have the oaths, then they can't be advisors. No one's going to trust them. And she said that they're not allowed to wear the ring. Like They have to, like, basically strip themselves of their Aes Sedai stuff if they're not going to have the oath, right? Yeah. It strikes me as an odd plan, because the old Aes Sedai are, like, the respected ones that everybody likes. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like from what we know of Aes Sedai, the older they get, the less likely they are to want to give up any sort of power right. whatsoever. Yeah. But I was, I was surprised, though, when Egwene said that about the Oath Rod being what ages you, like... When did they figure it out, and why do they think that if you release somebody from the oath rather than having them not having taken them in the first place, that's what's going to stave off death? Like right. I don't understand. That that's a leap of logic. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I I think that yeah I I think that they they can't know for sure. Um, I don't know that like based on what I've read. Well, why don't they just make them take an oath? I swear I won't die. Oh. <laughs> and then they last forever. Yeah, that's a good idea. I was surprised when she said that because I, I felt very proud of myself because I thought that was a theory that I had been developing about the Oath Rods aging people. And then Egwene is just like, Oath Rods age people. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, did she say that? I just missed it before. No, this no. is the first anyone has explicitly said this. Yeah. They, they, it's something they've hinted at a lot, though, right. especially with the kin. Mm-hmm. And um, there was something else. It was the kin and, oh, it was the, uh, the wise woman. There's a wise woman. Yeah. And Egwene just presented it as like, you know, it is, no duff, actually. It is weird. You would expect there to be some, you know, they'd be doing on some mission or talking to some Forsaken, and the Forsaken's like, ha, you idiots, the Oath Rod makes you live half as long. And they're like, oh, no, a dramatic reveal that changes the way we see the Aes Sedai. But no, they're just like, oh, yeah, we figured that out last book. We just didn't tell you. I think Here's that's probably an editing problem. Do you think it is? I yeah, it yeah. must be. I know, I know that there were several points when, the, when Jordan had a character thinking to themselves, Huh, I wonder what this causing this, or oh, this is interesting that these have it, but these don't. So clearly, it was something they were thinking about. But yeah, I don't think they ever explicitly reveal it. But anyway, I guess it's sort of well known, at least at the uh, Amarlin Seed and her hench goons level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That the Oath Rod makes you live less long, and and she also mentions that three hundred years is about normal Sedai age, which Mm -hmm. we didn't know before. So it cuts your life in half or so, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember like the. They, the oldest, I remember, the, I think they were saying that the Aes Sedai from the Age of Legend lived up to be over a thousand, right? Like they were saying, Oh, right, yeah. They said some of them were very, very old. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But know. they had, like, good medicine, socialized healthcare back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, right. Uh, and they probably all had, like, healing magic and shit. So It's in, an odd choice on her part, I think, Egwene. The, yeah. the retirement her whole plan. Thing. Yeah, the retirement yeah. plan. I'm not, sure, uh, I'm not sure I think it's a good idea. I... I I don't know. I mean, I think there are lots of ways to arrange it. And I and I think that... Well, okay, one way, <clears throat> if one were cynical, uh, you would say that this is a way of having all the Aes Sedai age out of the Oath Rods and still be the true power of the Aes Sedai are out there in the world and they're not being watched or something. Yeah, that's And they're true. still going to run the tower even though they're not technically Aes Sedai. It depends. Yeah, I guess it depends on how she sets up this retirement thing when somebody stops being quote-unquote Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Do they still report to the tower? I mean, she says that the, the kin are still going to be part of the tower, right? Yeah. So, hmm. Yeah. Interesting. 
So anyway, during this meeting, they are well spied upon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, so there's, like, there's a dude who, like, the way they describe it, it sounds like he's not even trying to hide. He's just, like, hanging out in the doorway, watching them. And well, do you like, recognize that guy? Uh, they said he looks like Rand, right? Yeah, dude, who do we know who, who looks just like Rand, hangs around in dreams, and dresses like a... Slayer. A Slayer, like, it's Slayer, right? Yeah, 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 it had to be Slayer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I was thinking it was either Slayer or a Hero of Legend, but probably Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Heroes of Legend wouldn't let themselves be seen. Probably not. I mean, Brigitte did, but you know. Well, yeah, but she's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Slayer. So Slayer's watching them, and not hiding. Remember Slayer? You guys remember Book Four? Yeah, yeah like, callback. Yeah, I, I, I mean, he, he seemed to really like killing people, uh, like yeah, slaying them. That's, that's sort of his thing. Yeah, yeah. but he didn't kill these people. He just listened to them. Yeah. Uh, but 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 again, he wasn't even doing a very. He wasn't really hiding. It sounds like he was just like standing in the yeah. doorway. And there was that woman who was sitting on the throne when they came in, mm-hmm. yeah. and gave them a suspicious, suspicious look and then left. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also somebody else on the other side of the room that <laughs> could hear a door close. Yeah, yeah. Which is so it's somebody that's not good at Teleran Riyadh because you don't have to close doors if you don't want to. If yeah. If only there was some sort of magical ability that they had to keep people from hearing them, or you know, talk more quietly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or so, n- not meet in the the main throne room of Kane. Right. Yeah. Because in the past they've met in like the Mistress of Novices' rooms. Or yeah. Some shit just, like they that, had right? all these. Like there's they literally anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. And we even find <laughs> out in the next section that one of the Black Aja was listening to them. Also, uh-huh. yeah. by my count, is four people listening to this conversation. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're they are they're, they're not even trying to keep their secrets. I guess. Like yeah. it's interesting to watch because I think Elaine and Egwene they were both like thrust into these positions of tremendous power, and their naivete is showing. Yeah, or their lack of experience rather. They I guess. seemed much sharper before <laughs> they had these positions of power, and I, I I wonder if it's not just Robert Jordan needs them to be stupid in order for drama to happen. Maybe. It makes it easier if your characters are doing stupid stuff to get some into trouble, right? Yeah. Anyway, so Elaine has a plan uh, for the Borderlanders, because now she knows that the Borderlanders are there in Brain Wood. Yeah. She's going to use them to... Do something. Yeah. I mean, presumably use them as a threat. I mean, sort of like that guy uh, in... Um... Is it Lugard or where, where is it? The, oh, where the yeah. kid is like Mirandi. Mirandi, yeah, they, yeah, where he's using a bunch of uh, people he's hired to threaten people into <laughs> working together. Maybe maybe Elaine's right. got the same plan. <laughs> even though uh, I guess Elaine knows that plan, so she might even have just straight up stolen it. <laughs> oh yeah, she's like, that's a good idea. That guy Mirandi, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> so we cut to some Black Ajas are meeting in Camelin. Yeah, uh, a bunch of them, like four of them. Yeah, like the. The, this is like some more of the remnants of Mogedian's. Well, I guess this is the original thirteen who left. Right. Yeah. The yeah. NDA's original targets. Yeah. Who they did not catch. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they caught one of them, and of they 13. almost brought her to justice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until yeah, until she got killed by. Right. Probably Van Dean. Probably Van Dean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's lots of tensions among them. You know, it sucks to be a dark friend. I want to point out that one of them is actually being hunted by her warder. Right, Which yeah. I wondered about that. Like, do Black Aja stop having warders? Nope. It turns out that the warders are just after them. Well, <laughs> yeah. just one of her. Doesn't she have, like, four warders and just one of them knows she's Black Aja? No, there's two different ones. So there's the... I think there's the... Um, I can't remember the names. The one who's a Brown Aja member, formerly Brown Aja member, now Black Aja. She only has one warder, and that's the one that's hunting them. The other one has four warders, and she... All of them are hunting but i think none of them know that those four are coming and one of them is a dark friend mm, i think okay. it's there's a lot going on there yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of people lay a lot of info on us uh they're kind of 
struggling among themselves what to do because they were working for Mogedian, now they're not. And now they're sort of on their own, and their plan is to grab Nynaeve. Like, really? Well, I mean, what's their last information? Their last information was Mogedian told them, Get Nynaeve! I hate Nynaeve! So... Yeah, but, like, Nynaeve is... Nynaeve is trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're gonna pick one of them to grab, if you're picking anyone in NDA, like, I, I would put Nynaeve at the pot, bottom of that and list. Luckily they have... Well, luckily for them. They have what appears to be that Balefire Rod. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, you know, that seems like a risky weapon to use. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, we need to go back, though. Mm-hmm. There's a... When they're all in Teleranriad, Nynaeve mentions a name. Um, who's it? Egwene mentions a name. There's a new novice, Sharina Malloy. And yes. Nynaeve said it was something that she heard about when she was in the Arches, right? Yes, I figured out who this was. Who was it? This is such a deep cut. It was not I in the Watt Compendium. In, in the... In the, the Arches flashback, flash forward, whatever, yeah. where Nynaeve was queen of Malkir with Lan, mm-hmm. Sharina Meloy was her Aes Sedai advisor. Oh, oh okay. I See, I thought it was the wise woman who took over after she left. I thought maybe that was it. Do you remember that? There's a whole thing where she's like, what happens to the two rivers? I thought her name was like mm-hmm. Magda or something. Yeah, oh, she yeah, had yeah, a different right. name. Okay. Yeah. Oh. yeah, so that's who it was. And I I don't think she was even on screen. She was just like, they, like, they talked about her. Mm-hmm. So Nynaeve is like, and so then what happens is she mentions that name, and Nynaeve's like, oh, and then she switches to this dress that no one recognizes, and it's the dress of the Malkyrie Queen. Oh! oh see, okay. I totally missed that. Like, That's I, some good investigating. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a deep cut. Yeah. And, and it's it's weird that she reacted like that so strongly. It, it's it's a weird reference to make anyway, I guess. But yeah. So, okay, well, though this does give us some information, right? So what that tells us is that the thing that you see in the arches is a reflection of the of truth that you don't necessarily know. So right, that like Sedai is a real Aes Sedai that, that Nynaeve didn't know about. Yeah, it's, it's a possibility, right? Yeah. Like, those people are real people. This is a an outcome that could happen in the world. Yeah, so possibly like a, a, a true alternate universe. Right, yeah. So anyway, then there's another meeting of dark friends, and this is Lady Xiang, who I guess is a Robert Jordan favorite. She keeps popping up. Yeah, apparently Camelon is lousy with Black Aja. Yeah. Did this all over the place. Uh, yeah, so because Shane is there, she meets some other dark friends. Uh, there's a Black Aja who was sentenced to serve her yeah. as punishment. Falion, right? Yeah, Falion. Mm-hmm. And then there's another Black Aja who comes to meet her, uh, and they're trying to set up some contact in the palace to do something. Right. And then David Hanlon... Who it turns out is Melar. Yeah. Who set up this whole ridiculous plan. Yeah, right? I know. It's too, it's too good to be true, right? Right. Which is, so this is Shein's plot. That's just insane to me that Shein is from literally, what, Eye of the World? Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. Wait, which one was Shein? Remember when Rand, they first left the Two Rivers and there was like a, a merchant lady who was a dark friend? Oh, tried to that's them? right, with the dagger, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. man! So, I oh, she really is all about those like poisoned and en- enchanted daggers, right? That's her deal, right? That's Shein's like go-to plan. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, so, she's like, well, it didn't work last time, but maybe it'll work this time. <laughs> Same plan. Maybe she's not a very creative person. Yeah. So she's ice cold though. She's like, oh, I guess I'm gonna have to kill Falion. And maybe you know, the other whoever else. Yeah. 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 This this is silly to me. This this plan with Hanlon. This is. This is so obviously a setup, you know? Who's buying into this? Elaine. 
Yeah, Elaine. Elaine is buying into this. The only one who matters, I guess, right? And maybe Brigitte, right? Brigitte is not a very devious person. Yeah, and, and I think if Brigitte suspected, suspected anything, she would have said something because she doesn't, you know, she's not afraid to speak up. Yeah, but like, it just seems so obvious. Yeah. But it worked. Chapter 11, Ideas of Importance. Like kind of the sea folk. So, random men travel into Camelin Palace incognito. Yeah, so he's still on this escape plan, but he has not made it very far yet. <laughs> Same two places he's been hanging out in for the last few books. I gotta go someplace new, but first... Yeah. Uh, he's using a magic disguise. So no one recognizes him. Um, he's on a mission to meet Nynaeve. And? And, uh, oh, and Matt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I could really use Matt. And one of the things I like about Matt is how he's not all squashed on the ground. <laughs> That's what I need right now. I've got some bad news for you, Rand. Matt is flat. I love calling him three-dimensional Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I like most about him is all the different dimensions he has. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's there to see not even Matt, but he will not talk to his girlfriends. Mm. No, he won't. It's just too painful. Yeah. Uh, but Min is there, and she goes rogue to go uh, fetch his girlfriends. I have to say, his his plan is actually kind of a bad plan. He's like, I'm going to show up, and I'm going to be in a disguise, and Min is going to like walk me into Nynaeve's room. Yeah. And then Min like bails on it, and it was like... He, he comes up with a crappy disguise. Like He disguises himself as like a dirty laborer who's super ugly. Yeah, like the kind of person who, who doesn't go into palaces. Exactly, right? <laughs> like, like this, he could have made this a lot easier, you know? Yeah. It's a bad plan, but Rand is not known for his planning skills. Yeah, he could have just made himself invisible. He has that ability. That's, That's right. He can do that. <laughs> Why do you not just do that? I don't know. That would be a really good idea. Somebody makes that flaming sword. You know, he, just, <laughs> he fixates, right? <laughs> I just learned how to do this mask of mirrors trick, and I want to try it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we cut to Nynaeve, who is being forced to teach the sea folk windfinders. Um, there's a whole pile of names and ranks and stuff in here. I didn't really pay attention. It's probably not important. Um, they brutalize and humiliate her. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 real fun, right? Like this, uh, she's teaching these wizard dueling classes, and it doesn't seem like the it seems like the the sea folk are kind of shitheads. Yeah, they they, they seem pretty awful. Yeah, yeah uh, we need a new group of people who were also shitty. Yeah, you know the sea folk didn't seem that bad when we first met them. Like this is a a, a, a disappointing turn. It seems like every time we meet a a new culture of like these like. Yeah. Women hierarchies are all assholes. I, I thought they were going to be disciplinarians because, you know, it's all about life at sea, you know, whatever, like the Navy. Yeah. But, in, but they're actually cruel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was kind of wondering if it had, if it was somehow related to his own experiences being, being in the military because their hierarchy is ridiculous. It's super rigid and. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like, there's an interesting bit here where the windfinder to the wave mistress. Windfinder is the magic one. Wave mistress is the political one. Right. If the if the head wind, windfinder, the head wave mistress, if the wave mistress dies, the windfinder has to start back at the bottom of the ranks again, mm-hmm. which is a little odd. And that's not a military thing at all. No. no, it almost sounds more like treating the. I know this is not exactly the thing, but it seems like almost like the windfinders are treated as property more than people. It, it, the way that's structured is like it's, mm, it's like yeah. an object that's passed on, and that instead that's of a good point, they know, having inherent rank. You know, all of these societies, the. The magic users never hold power, right? Yeah. Well, how do you mean? Well, I mean, in, in Randland, the Aes Sedai are advisors and manipulators, but they're never queens and kings, mm-hmm. or just queens. Uh, and in Shanchen, they're all slaves. And in the Sea Folk, they're all these sort of, they like belong, they go with the ship. They're kind of like, not really property, but they're, I don't know, non-commissioned officers. You know, they, yeah. they, they never are leaders. 
Yeah, that's an interesting point. And, and it's, you'd think it'd be the easiest thing in the world for somebody with that kind of power to take power, yeah. right? I guess because it's seen as more of a craft. Yeah, it's, it's, the exception would be the Forsaken. Right. Yeah. Who are in charge. I think, well, I guess sort of the wise ones to some degree, right? Yeah, but they, the wise ones don't necessarily have to have magical abilities. Yeah, that's, that's true. Point. And they're, yeah. they're not clan chiefs, but they do have their own like side power thing. Yeah, sure. And in some, in most ways, it seems like the clan chiefs defer to the wise ones in terms of like. Well, I think it's like areas it's, of their. It's just funny that to me that there's no in all these societies there's no where there, there's no ones where it's the magic users that are just in charge all the time right. because they can kill you with their mind and they live five hundred years. So mm-hmm. Elaine is the one exception, I guess, right? Yeah, for now the witch queen. Though, I, I wonder, uh, how is that going to work in terms of, like, um, how does that work in terms of succession if the queen lives to be a thousand years old? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Uh, she's going to be a strong queen. Yeah. yeah. Or, or she has to abdicate, I guess, at some point. But why would she? <laughs> right. Uh, maybe, like, she dies, but she passes it all to her daughter that no one ever heard of before. Yeah. Whose name is... Looks the same. Belaine. <laughs> <laughs> and, but she answers to Elaine if you forget to say it. <laughs> <laughs> right. She highlighters it. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to... This is, like, a, not, not, like, an important thing, but I, no, I noticed that we're seeing more and more of these, like super powerful channelers that just pop up. Like, I remember in the earlier books, it was just accepted that Nani was world stronger than everyone else, right? Yeah. And suddenly that's not the case. And I wonder what, I wonder why that might be. I don't know. Taverin needs a bunch of channelers around or it's just that these are the, all these other channelers are not from the Aes Sedai. Yeah, right? I think they're right. just becoming more exposed. Yeah, there are other places where they, for, for whatever reason, didn't weed out the bloodlines. Mm. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Is it is it that the Aes Sedai or the, the people in Ranland proper uh, did, did weed out bloodlines unintentionally by... Yeah. I mean, the, the Aes Sedai don't frequently marry and have kids, probably, right? So that is that I guess that's a way to, like, weaken their genetic... Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. power. Maybe there's lead in the water. Oh yeah, my mainland. <laughs> but not in the two rivers. Hebrews <laughs> <laughs> yes, That's right. <laughs> nice, good, clean two river folk. So uh, Nynaeve eats shit uh, for the bargain because the you can't she can't tell the windfinders to piss off because there's this big bargain that's really important. Yeah. Uh, and it sucks for her. It's really frustrating to read this chapter as she gets humiliated. But you know, she's matured a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, the reason she's giving this lesson is because the Aes Sedai Saritha is off on an errand in the city, so she's got to be Black Asha, right? I think that... I, I was trying to work out the timelines. It, it seems likely, right? Yeah. It seems like likely she's the one... Because this... Uh, apparently, like, half the people in the city right now are Black Asha. Yeah. So if she's off meeting somebody, it's probably one of them. I think so. And then uh, on her way out, she meets with Olivia, a very powerful ex-domine. This is a person she should be rolling with, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> Olivia's like, do you want me to teach you how to, like, be a warrior badass? And he's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, dude, dude. Yeah, right? And she's like, and she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to hang out with you guys because that way I get to kill the Soldam as quickly as possible. That's what I want to do. Kill the <laughs> Soldam. And, yeah, absolutely. Like, yes. Yeah. They need to be following up on this lead. Yeah, I know. And she's stronger than Nynaeve, right? Uh, yeah. Yet another one? Though I think that um, th- there was something that I've been kind of like thinking about as, we- as we've seen this. is like, I think there are two different like things. There's... there's oh, sorry. Straight- oh, sorry. I just thought of one thing is that you get more powerful as you get older and Nynaeve is very young. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's, oh. two, there's basically two things. that, that they, they talk about power in terms of two things. 
the first is your you know your your actual strength, and then there's your potential. Mm-hmm. And I think that they said that Nynaeve has a lot of potential also. So I don't know. Like she's just, she's pretty strong here and now, but maybe maybe this particular person is at the the end of her. Right. Potential. Yeah. She could be the three hundred year old one or four hundred year old one. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'm totally down with Olivia. Um, I'm totally down at least learning the battle magic. Yeah, they're gonna need right? that. They're yeah. that like next week. Yeah, like, like today, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Please. Uh, but Nynaeve is kind of flustered and sort of blows her off. Then Talan, the Sea Folk uh, apprentice, wants Nynaeve to take her away to the tower. Yeah. Dumb. Which is sketchy. Uh, I mean, like, I, I, maybe she doesn't know what she's signing up for, but being an novice is not cool. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like just as bad as being a Sea Folk apprentice. Maybe worse, because I mean, like, as a novice, there's no. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess, I wonder how Sea Folk's structure works. With an officer, there's no guarantee that they're going to promote you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, my read on that is that that is the Sea Folk attempting to plant a spy in the tower. Do they even need to, though? I thought with the deal, they could, like, go to the White Tower whenever they want. That's part of the deal, right? Yeah, but it's better to have a spy, you know? You yeah. Know, the, Maybe I'm just naive, but I wasn't reading that at all. I was reading like she was just some young, white-eyed girl who was desperate to get yeah. out of there. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Well, she will be very disappointed when she learns what it means yeah. to be a uh, white tower novice, that's for sure. Right. Um, and yeah, Nanny is all about frustration in this whole chapter. Uh, so she heads back for some land time. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she heads back to the, the, what is it called? The Land of Lakes or something? The, the Land of the Seven Lakes. Yeah, the Land of the Seven Lakes, you know, something to like relax. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sploosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, unfortunately for her, though, uh, Reen Harfor and Rand are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the the dragon CB. I know, right? Oh, dude, she's, she's just trying to get some of that Malkyrie strange. Or yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not strange. You marry him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's gonna head home. To have some of that steak that she's got a simmer in. There we go. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> Instead of all the burgers. And Rand is there, and the steak gets cold. It's real sad. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Rand and Land bro down a little bit, which is I kind of miss that that relationship. It's I good. forgot about that. Yeah, they had a really cool like bond thing going there. That's unfortunately all gone. Yeah. But now they're both like ultimate badasses. So they're like, "What's up, bro? What's up, bro?" We're gonna fight, maybe, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, they watch each other, like they both both might either draw their swords at any time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or kiss. Or yeah, kiss. Draw their swords. Right? Yeah, I mean, she she doesn't see that, but it's clearly this is like a yeah. right. That would not occur to Nynaeve. <laughs> yeah, it's romantic tension. She doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rand still underestimates uh, Egwene and Nynaeve. You know, she, are you still playing to be a nice guy? Yeah, that that was actually kind of annoying because like he. He's got to know by now that there's that there's different stuff, right? Like, well, I don't think he does. You know, they, they don't communicate with him. They don't tell him shit. Yeah, it pissed me off though, cause like they're all around the same age, right? He's the fucking dragon, like reborn. Like, okay, maybe mm-hmm. other people did things too. You know, like it shouldn't be that shocking that they're Isidai now. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like he's a god. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I agree. I, I, it was a little frustrating to read, but at least now he's sort of caught up on the whole thing. Cause Right. He should know about Egwene's deal, right? Like, this is important information for him. Right. And, uh, he, but he came here to enlist Nynaeve for Plan Cleansight-In, which is great. And he brought the remote controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually really like this because Rand is almost never open about what his plan is or what he's trying to do. And he was very, to me, he was very, like, frank with Nynaeve about what he's trying to do. Which I think is interesting because he's not like that with anybody else. Like, <laughs> so he must, I guess Nynaeve might be one of the very few people he still trusts. Yeah, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I actually found this whole interaction very satisfying. Yeah, and yeah. she's a good pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who, like, who else would you say that, that Rand trusts, trusts to this degree, like, explicitly? I think probably Min, maybe. Yeah. Though he he keeps her at arm's length because, you know, oh, I don't want to kill her with my, you know, madness. She's the, I mean, I need to see the only person who he doesn't have a romantic relationship with that he trusts. Because he doesn't trust Egwene anymore. Because he sees her as more of a nice Sedai than anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, Matt, just, just Matt, just Matt and Perrin, but, yeah. but none of them can channel. Right. Yeah, so so it's, it, it's interesting seeing him talk to Nynaeve this way because you don't yeah. see this very often. And I mean, that's good on his part too. Like, I would argue that Nynaeve probably has more integrity than literally any of the other major characters in the series. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking like there's Elaine and Avienda, but Elaine is not that trustworthy, and Avienda can't keep it together. She freaks out. Yeah, and, and she. She her way of thinking about things is not always like the same. You know, like her, she doesn't. She has a different rational approach to things. I guess. You yeah. Know? It might also be his whole like not wanting to hurt the women he loves thing. Hmm. There's that. There's that too. But uh, so his plan is to come get Nynaeve when it's time. But uh, she's like, "Fuck that! I'm coming with you." Because go Nynaeve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. And uh, there's a land quote. I oh, love land quotes. Go for it. Land says something quietly. Quiet the way steel sliding from a scabbard was quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I love it. So, chapter 12, A Lily in Winter, Icon of the Dragon. This was unexpected. <laughs> yeah, so Rand's fan club is going to ambush him. What, right. What could go wrong? Yeah, Min and Elaine and Avienda go to Rand. And uh, Elaine has her all-female bodyguard with her. Um, uh, Rand attempts to blow them off. But they're like, no, 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 we're going to have this out right now, man. Uh, in the meantime, Nynaeve has been misleading him about Egwene's rebellion somehow. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really get what, what that, what they're alluding to here. Yeah. Except maybe she's just not giving them the whole picture or something. Right, and Nynaeve is also concealing Rand's side-in plan from Elaine. For some reason. For some reason. I don't know, yeah. I, I have to say I appreciate the directness of their, like, relationship conversation here because tip, it, it, a typical Jordan relationship, they never actually talk about anything right, useful. Yeah. So I was like, oh, we're just getting this all done? Yes, please, you know? Let's put it out there. This is like the very best way that they could have gone. I mean, Nynaeve can shove it. She's like, oh, I don't know about all this, you know? Yeah, she's scandalized because they all confess their three-way love. No, it's four-way. It's not four ways, yeah. Well, it's, the, it's three ways because there's three binary... Because he loves all of them, they don't love each other. Well, except his sisters. No, Elaine and uh, Elaine and Avienda love each other, uh, but a, not in like that way. No, no, but but I think she says yeah. she loves. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I think she says she loves Avienda as much as she loves Rand. So it's like you know, a different kind of really? love. Yeah, she said okay. That. So that's okay. So one, two, three, four links. Because Min doesn't know Avienda that well. Right, mm-hmm. but she loves. A, uh, by the way, <laughs> I found this a little okay. I get that this helps progress this particular plot thing, but I think that, like, Min and Elaine, like, as, oh, we love each other so much, that, like, did they spend enough time each other, with each other? Like, I don't get that, you know? Tavarin. 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 When did they spend time with each other? They hung out with In each other? In the White other. Tower, right? That's about it. That's right, when she was a Mindrida. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't buy it that much, but Alex right. Tavarin. Yeah. Tavarin, yeah. The, the pattern needs all of Rand's sister wives to get along with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the pattern weeds with the pattern wills. Uh, so, yeah, I, I couldn't help thinking of that scene in um, 
Jojo Rabbit when all the Nazis are Heil Hitlering each other. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Heil Hitler, where they're all like, I love you, 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 I love you. And then Elaine's like, now we're going back to my place. And I was like, really? Uh, we're just doing this? Okay. Well, yeah, it, it was oh, just weird, too. Like, can... Yeah, she gets to decide, because I mean, I guess men can bite off a piece of that anytime she wants. No, but, I, like, I and Alvian already has. So. Well, no, it's more just like, they're in that room, and she's like, no, let's get out of here. And I was like, oh, we're just having a, like a Dragon D fuck party? Is that what the deal is? <laughs> I'm like, are we all going? <laughs> they do all go, but they don't all go. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, like... It's interesting that they didn't even ask him. I mean, obviously the answer would be yes, but consent is still important. Well, he, he didn't twig what was going on until it was until it was far too late. I don't know. Like, when he got there, he was like, I think I need a drink, you know? Because he thought he was going to have to lay down on, you know, lay the dragon <laughs> no, down no, on the all <laughs> Let's like, ourselves, not, ladies. He's like, I'm not saying I can't do it, but it's going to take some doing. <laughs> I need, a, I need a pound of Gatorade and a five-pound bag of peanuts. <laughs> How do you guys feel about giant flaming dildos? <laughs> Look, he is, he is, if everything, you, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? <laughs> so he's all of their orders now. Yeah, they all yeah. take him back to the room. Including bonded. men. Yeah, I didn't know that worked on non-magic users, but I guess he's a magic user, I think, right? I yeah. think none of them knew it would work. They just wanted to try it, and, and it, it did. Yeah, yeah, they did, and that's a really good point. Like, a warder bond to warder doesn't know magic. So, right, and yeah. it actually works apparently a little bit differently for men, right? Mm-hmm. You find out a little bit later on. Yeah. yeah. So she's like the powerless partner in this warder bond yeah. situation. Which I guess is probably what it's like to be a warder, right? Like yeah, a normal warder. to Alana. Yes. Right, so he has four bonds. Mm-hmm. Messy. Right, and yeah. two unhealing wounds, and two dragon, no wait, four dragon marks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the two heron marks, right? Two, two, two heron marks, two dragon marks. Right. Marks of the dragons. Oh, yeah, right, 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 yeah. And he's got, like, a whole bunch of memories. Yeah. Of, like, his ancestors. He's a mess. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on in there. Yeah, uh, yeah they triple bond him, uh, which I guess is, you know, fits in some way. Yeah, I was, I was like, like, when they, <laughs> it's like, they get there and they're like, and we're going to bond you, and I was like, Oh, oh, uh, oh, yeah, I knew that that's what you were talking about. And I was like, oh, but I have some bad news for you guys. He's already been bonded. Yeah. And they were real pleased about it. But I guess you can, you just, everybody can bond everybody, right? There's, yeah. no, there's no limits on bonding. Yeah. And um, then after the bonding's done, Elaine's like, okay, now the fucking. <laughs> okay, yeah, now i got to even score with these hoes. <laughs> <laughs> so you better get, the, better get that dragon D ready. And, uh, yeah, so the rest of them clear their decks. And uh, Min and Avienda go try and get to know each other, but it is hard because they get the sensation that somebody's fucking in the back of their head. Correct. <laughs> yes. So weird and weirdly intrusive. Yeah, I, I know. honestly thought this was pretty funny. Yeah. You know, Robert yeah. Jordan's humor does not always or even often land, but this was funny. <laughs> like they're trying to have a normal like, conversation. Let's with get like, drunk, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah, the Rogering sensations are going on in their head, and they're like getting it together, and then Brigitte comes. Stalking down the the hallway because she was not warned that there would be Rogering sensations in her. <laughs> it seems like something they should have let her know about. They like, should have told her. Although I guess Elaine tried to like you know block it. Block it. I but, guess she didn't do a very good job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this was such an uncharacteristic chapter. It was so surprising to me. Like everything that happened, but it just felt like a huge departure from his style in so many ways. Yeah. 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 Like there wasn't like. <laughs> 
I was about to make a joke like it came to completion, but like they sat down and these men and women <laughs> a climax had this, like, of some sort. Yeah, a climax of some sort. <laughs> like they had this conversation, all the stuff that had been alluded to for nine fucking books. They like just brought it together yeah. and they did okay. something and they talked about it. Okay, remember that he says like, well, surely Elaine, because like Rand is still on his like, oh, they'll think I'm a horrible lecher because I fell in love with three people at once thing, which is kind of childish and stupid but he also mentions like well elaine made it clear how she felt about me with that letter she sent me in book four was it book four the beginning of book four okay she gave him the two letters one of which was lovey-dovey and the other one was was chewing him out right yeah so that was was years ago and he's still like nobody has communicated at this point yeah straight talk and straight action right yeah it was great i mean i was super happy they just got together and talked about their feelings (laughs) yeah we finally got everybody in a room. In fact, yeah. haven't we bitched about that before? Like, just get in a room and fucking talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, this, even, this, this even is how healthy relationships work. pretty well. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, she for, was a little... For, for Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> Nanny. You're right. She didn't, like, you know, be like, no, I'm not letting any of you be near each other now. I don't know. Yes. But yeah, no, you're right. Uh, this is how this is how healthy relationships work. You talk shit out, you know? <laughs> you know, with your three sister wives. <laughs> like, you know, everyone, everyone is in for it, whatever. Um... But yeah, uh, apparently, oh, and there's a, like, a, a fun side thing here. Apparently, uh, she fucked him so hard that she got pregnant twice. <laughs> right. But <laughs> we learned from men. Yeah, men know it's like... Men's like, she, she should have tried that pregnant. Right? What we're feeling right now is she's getting knocked up. <laughs> twice. She's yeah, getting double twins. pregnant. She's going to have twins. She also sees that Avienda is going to have quadruplets? Is that, that what she was That saying? is what she said. Yeah. She said, you're going to have four kids it, it at was, once. It was weird. She was like, and you're going to have four kids at once. And also, there's something weird about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Yeah. yeah, I was trying to think. Like, does that mean they can? Sh- I assume they're all going to be able to channel. Does that mean? I don't Which know. All of these people are going to be magic, magic wizard gods, right? Yeah, one of them's going to be born with like an extra arm or something. I don't know. <laughs> there are going to be four dragons. <laughs> one of them's going to be a literal dragon. <laughs> Let's see. So yeah, then they they decide that they're all going to get drunk and naked. I guess I don't know. They did not say naked. Uh, Brigitte says naked. She's like, I'm getting drunk enough to get take off my clothes and dance. Well, okay, drunk enough. To get naked, but she didn't say they were going to get naked. I mean... When you say they're going to get drunk and get naked, that, that that's not exactly how it went. That's kind of what she said. I don't know. <laughs> She's uh, like, yeah. I'm going to get drunk enough to take my clothes off. Sorry, guys. I, I just thought that. I thought that was really funny when Birgitta comes, you know, storming down the hallway. Like, you've got to warn me. <laughs> Make me feel fucking sensation She's while like, trying to do accounts. She says something like two months, and I was like, does that mean she I'm like, so that's how long it's been for her? No, no, no. It's, it's just... It was related. She was mad at Avienda, and she's like, "I'm gonna make, you, I'm gonna punish you in this way for a month, oh, no, two months." Oh, I thought she was saying like, "I haven't gotten any action in two months because of this," and now she's doing nah, this. Brigitte can catch a dick. Man. I, that's <laughs> but I mean, like, wouldn't Elaine know? I guess she would know. I yeah, mean, that's a good point. So, I guess Brigitte, Elaine didn't know this was going to happen. None of them did. Yeah. I don't, I don't. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's been it's been a dry spell for <laughs> the hero of legend, I guess. <laughs> Well, she has a very particular type, right? What, like ugly dudes? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a Look, verb. it's hard to look. <laughs> the ugly dude's like, me? Really? All right. Uh, and Min, of course, with her psychic powers, clocks Birgitta immediately, which is pretty, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. She was like, she was like she's got like a thousand things. Oh, you're, you're Birgitta Silverbone. Birgitta's yeah. like, no, uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good. So yeah, the next morning, Rand, Nynaeve, Min, and Land apparently all just deuced it with a bunch of mag- magical items. Yeah. <laughs> they just stole a bunch of shit and left. Yeah, they peace out. 
Yeah, it's like, that's kind of a dick move if you ask me. Rand shows up, fucks the queen, steals a bunch of artifacts, takes her advisor, pieces. (laughs) I know. Oh, when you put it that way. I mean... (laughs) Maybe um, he's not so boring after all. (laughs) But he does... uh, They're they're, they're like battle artifacts. Yeah, like, well, he takes the three uh, Angreal. Yeah, but but they're the ones that look like they're, like, wearable Angreal, that they're Uh, ready at any time. That's right. And then there's also, yeah, some other assorted stuff that I guess he knows what it is. Yeah. But also, um, someone else leaves it. What's her name? Um, Oh, Olivia. They take... Olivia's gone, and I was was wondering... Unclear, yeah. I was wondering they took her because she's, like... She's a killer, right? Well, I I couldn't tell if it was coincidence that she also disappeared or if they were like, oh, come on with this. I mean, she talked to Nynaeve, so it's possible. It seems weird she would disappear right after she made a pass at Nynaeve. I'm thinking they took her with her as a, you know, as a a, a battle ally. Well, good. Then they made made a great choice because she seems like someone you want to have with you. Assuming that she is on their side and is not on the Shanchan side. Uh, yeah. Remember? Uh, <laughs> They're all brainwashed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she did say that thing about killing Sildon, and that seemed like really leaning into it. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool, but also, that's what I would say if I was trying to fool somebody. <laughs> Sign me up. I want to kill. Who's your enemy? That's what I want to kill. <laughs> yeah. Hate those guys. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Let's kill them. Yeah, that's a good point. I would say, like, yeah, I agree with you, Alice. Like, well, I don't know if this is really what you were saying, but... This was satisfying for them to just fucking talk to each mm-hmm. other. I found it, like this to me, like there are and chapters of his that frustrate me, and that this is like this is the opposite. These are like yeah, yeah, and, satisfying. I, and I think honestly, a lesser a lesser author who's trying to find drama would have found some kind of like conflict between them, but I think they all recognize that these are unusual times, and also that he's probably going to die in like five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're they're not being they're they're not being I don't know what's the word petty. Petty. Yeah, they're not being petty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we said we were going to talk about, like, I feel that this book is so much more readable than yeah. I thought it was going to be. I Because I've heard, I heard so many people talk shit about this book and the next few books, but I've actually enjoyed it so far. I found it really readable, and I'm not slogging through it the way that I did with The Path of Daggers. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that. Like, the, the, the reason that people, I think, you know, I, I haven't, like, read into it a lot but I think the reason people complain about these books is that things not a lot of things happen in them Mm -hmm. and I think that in some ways that makes them faster to read because it's like you can you can skim a section like I was thinking about the stuff that fills these pages and I was just kind of looking at it and Robert Jordan spends a lot of time a lot of a lot of words describing little things like the the dress that Elaine has just put on and it's like that's a page or something like that Mm -hmm. and if you are looking if you're reading for like events then maybe that's like okay well um nothing happened right Mm -hmm. but if you're reading like we are where we're reading it to discuss it then you can move through those things fairly efficiently I guess I don't know that's what I was thinking yeah I've noticed myself skimming you know like like the sea folk names when they were listing all of them like my eyes automatically skipped to the end of that paragraph and and I and I realized I had done it and then went back and read it and I was like no I I shouldn't have done that (laughs) I was right to skip it and that's that makes it easier to read. I think there's less jumping around going on too. It feels like like we had a few chapters at the beginning dedicated to Perrin, you know, and Perrin's story, and 
maybe there's less of that going on. Like, I'd be interested to go back and, like, look at point of views for each chapter broken down. That's an interesting point. Yeah, like, like if you think about the... I mean, there are little little, little interludes with, like, the Black Aja, for example, right. in this set. Mm-hmm. But mostly, yeah, it's been Perrin and then Elaine and then a little bit of Rand. And that, that's, that's, like, the extent of the, the main characters who've had mm-hmm. chapters in this book, right? And we're halfway through it. I do think that one of the reasons that these... The things that happen here are compelling to us because of the, these characters were well established previously, but I don't think anything here really does much to establish them further, right? If you're just reading this, why would you like Nynaeve? Why would you like Lan? Why would you like Elaine or, or any of these people? Mm-hmm. Because they, they don't do much to, like, like, yeah, right? They don't do much that's impressive or interesting in these chapters, but... It works because we know who they are and we, we've seen what they've done and we know a little bit about what they're going to do. And so yeah. we find it more compelling, but it doesn't have the quality that those previous books had. I mean, there's no way it would stand alone at right. all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, you, you mentioned Nynaeve and I, I know that we've had uh, both listeners and, and other people say that uh, Nynaeve is one of their like favorite characters of all time or something like that. Yeah. And while I, I don't think I'd go that far yet, I do think that she's a lot more readable, a lot less frustrating to read than she yeah, has I, been. Yeah, I really like her, uh, even though she's frustrating to read. And, you know, sometimes that's, it makes her a little bit more uh, charming yeah. sometimes. Not always. But, you know, I, okay, if you qualify it this way, best female character in a fantasy novel, do you think that she fits? Uh, maybe still no. Um but but possibly the best in like fantasy novels from this era I don't know like, you know like there's there's been a lot more more recently there's been a lot more fiction where they probably devote more energy to writing like interesting female characters in, yeah, in recent years but but yeah no I, I, I think it's definitely for this this time period though I don't know I, like I haven't read these in a while um, another maybe another series we could take a look at is uh, the Belgariad mm-hmm. with uh, Polgara the Sorceress and I remember Polgara being like a really interesting character, but that was, I haven't read that in probably 20 years. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. If, if, hey, listeners, if you read them both recently, who do you like better, Polgara yeah. or Nynaeve? Tell us what to think. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to cover chapters 13 through 17 of Winter's Heart. I am Jeff Lake. That's at Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter and Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at the dragon We love hearing from you. And we are going to do a live event on August 29th. Oh, that's Ooh. right. I'm glad you remembered we're it. Gonna do, we're going to do a trivia for uh, What Trivia. It's going to be podcasters and content creators uh, on Discord. Uh, and we're going to be there live. You can join our channel. You can talk to us live. We may respond. Probably not. Well, uh, can they talk to us? Or they, uh, I don't remember how it's set up. They can talk to us on text. Then they can listen to our voice. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, we'll be there um, performing at the level that we can. <laughs> and then we're going to be performing. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear us unedited. And yeah. you'll be shocked in the pulse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff does a lot of work in editing. <laughs> um, please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially iTunes. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Armadillo Podcasting Club. Until next time, the the light light illumine you. you.